Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Um, to a very special day for us at Sports Unfolded, we are introducing our new, new show, Wrestling Den, with Rick and Kenny. Uh, I want to welcome Rick and Kenny to the family. Thanks for joining Rhode Island Broadcasting. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining Sports Unfolded. I appreciate it. I'm going to let you guys take over, but uh, appreciate the uh, wrestling feedback and look forward to hearing from you. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the Wrestling Den with Rick and Kenny. We're going to be your premier source of all things wrestling past and present. Kenny, would you like to introduce yourself? I am Kenneth the Man. That's the man? Just or the man. The man. The, the man. man. The man. Right. We just have one question for you guys. Are you ready to rumble? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're ready to talk about it. Obviously, the Royal Rumble already happened. Hell in a Cell's coming up. So we got plenty of things in, in, uh, in store for you guys. So let's uh, let's start off first. Um, Kenneth, how, how did you get into pro wrestling? And what, what age were you when you got into pro wrestling? Oh, man. I was about 12, living in the great city of Boston. Um, that's where I grew up from. And, you know, and I would go to the Boston Garden, you know, and and see Hulk Hogan and, you know, um, the Barberry, you know. I mean, first I, I see them on TV, and then I was hooked. And my dad would take me to the Boston Garden, and it just started from there. So I've never, never been up that way, but I have been um, – when they used to have the Hartford Civic Center, my, my old man would take me down there. We, we went to a live show once uh, back in 2001, I think it was, um, and we watched uh, a live event. But actually what I found out was that – uh, sometimes they do those live events, and they end up being um, pretty much like a training course for the pay-per-view that's coming up. So our pay-per-view coming up at that point was Survivor Series 2001. Um, that was with the, the the invasion and everything that was happening at that time. So like uh, I guess like Mike Awesome got beat by Big Show in like three seconds. Like It was like the first time Big Show had like hit somebody with the finisher and pinned them in that fact. So we got to see basically Survivor Series play out. For a cheap price, it was nice. We were really, we were really close to the like, the ring, but uh, I want to say I was like about six or seven when I started watching wrestling. Nice. Um, and I actually started with WCW of all things. I used to like WCW, but I I just grew up WWE. You know what I'm saying? I just watched it religiously. You know, I wouldn't skip a Monday. I wouldn't skip a Thursday. You know, I just Watched it, watched it, watched it, and I was just. Then I got my nephew watching it. Then I got my nieces watching it. You know what I'm saying? And it just became, you know, one big family thing when there was kids. It's funny you talk about that. My nephew watches it too. He's into it big right now. But go ahead. Yeah, but it's 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 entertainment. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just entertainment. You know, it's a man's soap opera. It gets you. It gets you hooked. It really does, and I th- I think that's a thing too. Is like, um, like we could all like uh, I guess we could all dra- drop the f bomb right now, like fake, right? Ooh, but, w- mm-hmm. but what's what's really fake about wrestling when you think about it? 
it's not the moves. It's not what, what happens. I think the the better word to say is it's choreographed in a sense. Yes. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think anything's fake about wrestling in terms of like you're actually like it, it takes a physical toll on you. It's not like you just like, you know, lay down and you take a move like you fall down and you take that move. I think that's a big thing that people take tend to overlook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they know how to fall. How do you how do you how, how do you that's the biggest one. Oh, they know how to fall. By the, way, by the way, before we continue, just so everybody knows, everybody's clear. The reason why you can't see Kenny is because we're just having technical issues right now. So he's here in spirit with me on mic. You just you're just looking at my ugly mug. So just <laughs> just be aware of that, okay? <laughs> Kenny is here. He's live, baby. Um. But yeah, so uh, WCW was my thing as like a kid. I think it kind of all started. I don't know if you remember uh, the movie Muppets in Space. Yes, or Muppets yes. from Space. Yes, yes. Um, at that time, Hulk Hogan was he he showed up, made an appearance. He was wearing a suit, like a bodyguard type deal. And that was Hollywood Hulk Hogan at the time. Mm, mm. And I I think that's what really kind of like me as a child watching that movie, seeing Hulk Hogan. I started getting into that thing. So like Hollywood Hulk Hogan is actually what introduced me into wrestling. So it's funny you say Hulk Hogan, and I think like Hollywood Hulk Hogan because that's one of the first few people I remember watching. And that just tells you how big of a legacy he had because me, you know, being six in 1996 and Hulk Hogan had already had a, a staple career through the 80s and, and the 90s, mm -hmm. you know, 1996, he's already accumulated a career as Hulk Hogan. So Hollywood Hulk Hogan being like that one thing, you know, that was a whole I, to me that changed the game for Hulk Hogan because like he had the red, white and blue, you know, it was, it was red and yellow that whole time until he came out with the black and white. And that to mm -hmm. me was like one of the craziest things. Like, look at these glasses. Hulk Hogan inspired dude. Hollywood Hulk Hogan all day. Let's see. But oh, that was great. I remember when I remember when his first movie, No Hose Barred. <laughs> I walked I walked five miles to see, see, see that. I walked five with my cousin. I walked five miles. I gotta go see him. This movie, you know, Zeus. And him and Zeus and uh, he was he's iconic, man. He is iconic. And it's amazing how you can reinvent yourself. You know, not many superstars can do that right now you know what i'm saying they re it's true he reinvented himself because hollywood hogan genius genius i don't care what nobody says genius great time to turn heel great time to turn heel he also became a nanny at one point in time in Mr. <laughs> yeah right a nanny right yeah right and three I mean, ninjas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right 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 I think that was the thing, like like Rock and Cena, you know, I think Hulk Hogan kind of paved the way for, for wrestlers like that to become actors because he was like kind of one of the first big guys to become an actor as well, like, you know, do movies on the side. And, mm -hmm. yeah, they're not like any blockbuster movies that you really want to say, oh, yeah, this was like, boom, the staple of like 1995 or the staple. That, but he was a big, like, a big thing for wrestling to be able to open an avenue you know pave a way for stuff like that where you didn't have to just be a wrestler you could you could act you could wrestle whatever oh yeah oh yeah even piper had a couple of movies out there did he really piper yeah he had a couple of movies out there what they the heck was he in they were, they were all alien movies but yeah even piper had a couple of movies out there yeah yep yep wait he was an alien <laughs> I think he was fighting aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fighting aliens. Yeah, fighting like aliens. the, the B-rated ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've never seen a Roddy Roddy Piper movie, but if you can get me, like, 
a name and a link to somewhere, I will watch it and I will I let will, you know in the next episode how I feel about that. I will I will do that. I will do that. I'll make sure I will. Oh, that's a great idea. I do like that because I thought about that. I did want to talk about wrestling movies at some point in time mm-hmm. on, an, on an episode, so we will definitely get to that. And I think if we can, we'll definitely uh, we'll fill in on you know where we rank these guys in these movies, right? I'm, I'm hey, I'm down with that. That's a good idea. It's a great idea. It's not a bad idea. I like that. Thank you. Right. Thank you for that tip. Oh, no problem. No problem. So oh yeah. Like, so who do you who do you like right now as a wrestling guy? Right now as a wrestling guy? Yeah. Like we're talking like are we talking like just anybody that's in the wrestling scene right now or are we talking like the newer talent like say AEW's talent or like WWE's newer guys like Ricochet and stuff like that are we talking like that? Oh Rick Ricochet first of all Ricochet is awesome. Okay. Rick O'Shea, he's got the the Rick part in there, you know, so it's Chris. Rick O'Shea is awesome. Awesome. Just oh, 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 that yo. Okay, so right now I'm gonna let you guys know right now. Chris in the chat right now talking about Piper and Andre and Taker. Um, that's my boy right there. Let's all let's all give some love for Chris. Thank you for showing up, bro. I appreciate you being here. Shout out to Chris. He he had he had he had mentioned Andre. So like I'm I'm thinking myself the Princess Bride, and then it just popped in. I didn't see it. Right. Oh, Batista. Batista. Right. Right. Yep, he's he's in the Army of the Dead. Um, Zack Snyder's new film that just came out. Yep, yep. Uh, our, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy. See, we're gonna we're gonna get on that, dude. We gotta we gotta write these things down, man. Put a pin yep. in it. It's gonna be great. Yep. So my... <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Stone Cold was he wasn't um he was also yep. the Condemned too as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, that movie actually wasn't that bad. Uh, the Condemned. I, I actually I liked it. Um. But as far as my like, who I like right now, as far as uh, people, um, I mean, John Moxley, I've always kind of been a fan of, but not really as Dean Ambrose. Like when he was in the WWE, it kind of like to me, it was like, other than him wearing jeans, I wasn't really that much of a fan of him per se. But like, I think him as a, as his own character as John Moxley, uh, he, that, talk about reinvention of a character. He took something that he used to be and was able to amplify it in AEW. So that's that's somebody that I think that uh, is doing a really great job in that scene as far as like wrestlers go right now. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree the way he invented himself. And, and shout out to Cody, man. Cody is doing a great job over there. You know, I mean, Cody, you know, he has a legacy. You know, he's doing a real good job over there. I feel like I feel like they're finally becoming one of their own now that I think like I haven't watched in a bit. So like that's just me in general. And, and I'll get on that. I'll talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as for what I've seen from AEW, uh, leaving the pot shots for, from the WWE alone, them as a thing. I think that's great for them. Them leaving all that kind of stuff like where they took like those little shots at WWE. I feel like that was kind of hindering them. So them what they're doing without taking those pot shots. I think they're doing great. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I tell you right now, Jericho, he never gets old. Never gets old. He is still, still, still the man. Jericho is still the man. And how many times he has revenged himself from being, oh, uh, from New York, from this, from that, from Canada. He is just, he is just outstanding. Jericho is just outstanding. I, 
the fact that the guy could be in a, in a band, and that's one of the things I've talked about about like outside of wrestling, able to have like multiple talents like that. Whether you're you're acting or you're in music, uh, he made his own theme song, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Fozzy. You know, they did cover bands. They started as a cover band, and then they came up with their own stuff. And look at him, dude. He's a heel. People are supposed to hate him, but <laughs> everybody sings his theme song. Like, come on. Yes. 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 I, I agree, Chris. Uh, I feel like uh, he should take the uh, Terry Funk route and wear a shirt, though, or a Sting route in TNA and wear a shirt. Just <laughs> 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 whose man's is this? Whose whose dad's is out here wrestling doing um, lion salt still to this day? <laughs> Walls of Jericho. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, his Judas effect that he oh, does. Yeah, Judas effect. Oh man. The the oh I slipped on a banana pill I spun and I fell into you. <laughs> yeah, somehow he knocks you out. Bang! Great. Did we? Well, I guess so. I'm Rick, right? Um, Kenny's talking. I wanted to ask you so. Um, Touching up on on people, who uh, do you have anybody right now that you're currently watching um, that you're keen on to? I'm watching Roman. I like I like what they did with Roman. You know, I love what it turned and make him turn heel. You know, I mean, it's just now it's intriguing. You know, I mean, because he's doing something that Cena didn't do. Yeah, Cena never turned heel. You know, but he couldn't afford it because Vince couldn't afford that because of the kids. You know, Cena was all about the kids, and you have the kids stop watching. You know, it's just like it's just like when Hogan was getting squashed by earthquake, and he broke his ribs, and he was everybody, every, all the kids were crying. <laughs> all the kids were crying, and then he just went away. He just went away. In case you guys are just tuning in, this is the Wrestling Den with Rick and Kenny, or Kenny and Rick. I don't care how we spin that that name, but this is the Wrestling Den with Ken and Ricky, okay? And we are talking about Roman Reigns and how he talked about reinventing himself. It's 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 going to be a common theme for tonight. But Roman Reigns as a heel, I love Roman Reigns as a heel. I do not like Roman Reigns as a face. Or here, here I'll put I'll, I'll put a twist on that. Roman yeah. Reigns getting the Cena push is something I hate. But Roman Reigns mm-hmm. being able to take that kind of hate. And, and turn around just like Cena did, but with less time is great. Because now as a heel, he can do whatever he wants, right? He can do whatever he wants with that. And he can he can put his own spin on it. And it makes him great. It's like Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins yeah. is a face you don't want to watch. But yeah. Roman yeah. Roman and Seth as a heel, you love it. You love to see it. Oh, oh. And teaming up with uh, Paul Heyman? Genius. <laughs> yeah, dude. Genius. If, you, if, if In the wrestling business, if you, if you can't do anything good, Team up with Paul Heyman, and he can carry you there. <laughs> yes, he can. He can. Look at Brock. Look at Brock. <laughs> Guy could go to UFC, be subpar, come back and look like a beast, all because of Paul Heyman. Yeah, all because of Paul Heyman. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. I can't talk about the suits on set, Seth, because I haven't really been paying attention to that since like WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. Kenny's going to be able to talk about on that one if you would like to on these suits. I, I don't know what he's doing with these suits. <laughs> oh man, them suits are. Whew. Is that know. is that 
is that like expanding on his Jesus character that he's doing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, mm. What do they even call that faction? The Messiah? Is it the Messiah? Yeah, he's doing the he's he's doing the Messiah. Does he still have that faction going? Oh no, no. I, think, I guess they broke that up. But he still called himself the Monday Night Messiah. The Monday Night. Well, I mean, hey, it fits of being the Monday Night Messiah as long as he stays heel. If he does it when he's a face, it's not going to work for him. Yeah, it's not going to work for him at all. It's not going to work for him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Riddick. Yo, you're not talking about the Chronicles of Riddick, are you? No, no, oh, no. He's no. talking ridiculous. All right, he's just he's just no, shortening. All right, Chris, I get, I got you. I thought you were talking about the Chronicles of Riddick. I'm like, what? That's two different things. All right. So since we're talking about people that we like today, overall, what I, what I want from you, your opinion, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Favorite wrestler of all time. If you had to choose. Whew. Oh, man. It's a loaded question. It'd have to be the Phenom, the Undertaker. Why is that? He just, he just, it's just a decade of destruction, you know? I mean, he's always, always come through either heel or face. He has always come through. And he has never had a bad match. Never had a bad match. I don't think he never had a bad match. Undertaker has never had a bad match. I could name a few in the last few years if you want me to. Mm, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. I got one. 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 And that's him against Brock, which was simply bogus, which was I didn't know how that came out of left field. I don't know how. I don't know what Vince was thinking. I don't know what Triple H was thinking. I don't know what anybody was thinking. Yeah, I know what Chief J Struggle was thinking. He was thinking <laughs> Restream is going to be my biggest fan right now. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> and Ultimate Warriors think, well, God rest his soul. But if he was with us today, he'd probably be really happy somewhere in, in a college campus knowing that sport unfolded. Things that he, you know, He's their favorite wrestler, so shout out to you boys for for those picks. Those are very uh, interesting picks because usually I hear, you know, there's certain names I hear a lot of people's favorite wrestlers, and then names like that, it's nice to see that they have, you know, loyal fans like that. Chief J. Strongbow, that, that one is a first for me, so I'll give wow. that to you. But uh, yeah. I think as far as Undertaker's matches go, though, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the Brock Lesnar one, uh, did you watch – did you watch the Undertaker's documentary that he had, like that whole series, um, The Last Ride? Yeah. Great yep. Muda. NWO Japan, baby. Great Muda. Um, <laughs> so The Last Ride with Undertaker, he talked about with the Brock Lesnar match that he had a concussion during that match, and he doesn't remember anything that happened at a certain point. Um, and that's why he, he ended up losing. He didn't even know what was going on, so... Uh, my favorite wrestler would happen to be somebody that actually uh, the Undertaker talked with on uh, Broken Skulls podcast, which is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin himself. Mm, yes, yes, legend. He's the only guy that I've seen retire 
and stay out of a ring since then. And I respect him gratefully for that. As much as a wrestling fan as I am, um, watching guys like Shawn Michaels come out of retirement, and that's another match. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kane, Triple H was a disaster at Crown Jewel. And Stone Cold Steve Austin I respect the most because no matter how much Fitz might throw at him to make, like get into a ring and do something, like as far as it goes, he may come, come in and do a Stone Cold Stunner, but this man knew when to walk away and call it yep. quits at WrestleMania 19. That's what makes him my favorite wrestler. Not only for how he was able to, to help the industry um, and how he evolved as a character and was able to, to you know, be Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's only one. There's only mm-hmm. one Stone Cold mm-hmm. Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And that man, it was just like he'd come down as a face or a heel. doesn't matter. Drop a stunner. People loved it. They loved him. He was more than just a character. I think that was, that's the thing. He was a uh, like, he was a star, and that's what he was. He was a star. You know, he he made uh, watching Monday Night Raw for me something to, something to be worth watching. Oh, he so. he, he saved WWE single handedly. <laughs> yeah, he Monday did. Night Wars, he saved WWE. He saved Vince. Monday Night Wars, he ca- he carried WWE at that time. You had everybody else on on WCW, so. You needed a star, and, and there there was your star. He was shining. Yep, he was shining. So that's actually that's 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 great that you brought up WCW because um a lot of a lot of good stuff came out of that too, like just the wars themselves. Um as far as we, we talked about favorite wrestler, right? So you got Undertaker, yep. I got Stone Cold. Yep. Um we talked about um, WCW, how I got into it, um, which I guess if you wanted to, if I want to say a favorite wrestler from WCW, would have to be, uh, it's a toss-up between Sting and DDP. But um, mm. what I want to know is favorite match. I would have to say anything with the Hardy Boys. Mm. All of their ladder matches were unbelievable. Back in the day, I mean, they had no fear, no fear whatsoever, no fear whatsoever. I don't know if you can see the chat, but Vampiro just got dropped. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Chris is being serious about that one or not, because uh, knowing Chris, he might be a little bit serious about that, but he might be trolling me right now. He's had the brood. It's the brood. He wishes Vampiro wishes he was the brood. He hung out with some guy that dressed like um. The Kiss Demon guy in, in in ICP, so I I don't know where he, I don't know if he's being serious or not. But <laughs> so anything with the Hardy Boys for you, so like WrestleMania, like eighteen, anything that has to do with like the the invention of the TLC, right? TLC, yep, TLC. Oh shit, you know. All right, so Chris is real is being real with me right now. Vampire is his favorite like WCW guy. All right, <laughs> we're gonna talk after this. <laughs> we'll talk please, about this. Please educate Chris. Please educate Chris. Lucha on the ground. Um, <laughs> my favorite match of all time. Oh, oh, that one's tough, dude. Because you could go, you could go two. I could go two ways with this. I could go Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, all day in the Hell in a Cell. Ooh. Talk about a guy who had a chip on his shoulder that walked out, did this match with Undertaker, walked back there and said, "Follow that." I'd love to see you try, right? Mm. But my favorite match is probably WrestleMania 19, Stone Cold versus The Rock. It was a culmination of events. Uh, it was, you know, it was passing of the torch, and it was just ultimately one of the coolest things to see those two do is take everything from their previous matches and just combine it 
wrap it up in a bow and just give you this present of a match. I loved mm-hmm. WrestleMania 19. I just love the chemistry between those two. I think that to me was one of my favorite matches of all time. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I mean, I can go on and on and list like 10, 20, 30, you know? I mean, but yeah, I love ladder matches, TLC matches, you know? Is there is there any any matches today that you would think would be on par with um of the matches of yesterday? Any matches that you would that you would put I guess at the top of your list for present matches right now that have happened? And I I'd say like the last decade. We'll be fair with that one. Last decade. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good that's a question. That's... We're asking the tough ones tonight. Mm, and we got some tough ones tonight. Tough ones. Whew. Hmm. Wow. I don't know. I really don't know. Would it be Vampiro versus uh, a commentary team in Lucha Underground? <laughs> Just curious. I really liked, for me, I really liked, like, getting CM Punk in a ring with John Cena. That was something that shocked me, okay, because those two guys could go. So, for me, um, watching John Cena versus CM Punk, um, I think that, especially with the stakes with the, with the WWE title at the time of Summer of Punk, um, that, to me, I would put on um, – Definitely a high list of favorite matches in the last decade or so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But um, what about do you have anybody that you that you would throw out? Surprised we didn't hear anything about Will Ospreay tonight. I got nobody I thought. <laughs> Man, so you're going to be the past and I'm going to be the present now. So, guys, just so you know that you're watching the Wrestling Den with Rick and Kenny. Rick is the present. Kenny is the past. It was the other way around, but now we're switching it up, baby. I am the present, okay? No, I'm just kidding. So, that's fair. Um, if you, It's kind of hard to compare to to guys like Undertaker, right? Like, it's it's, it's, it's kind of hard to compare to matches like that. When, when you talk about favorite match of all time and you talk about matches like that from the past because they're very entertaining – and they were new. They were innovative. And the Hardy Boys, um, the TLC, like it's kind of hard to compare anything to that. Maybe you could say even like the last 20 years, the Ultimate X match for TNA, like things like that, maybe kind of compare. But like when the guys innovate things like that, like the TLC match, tables, ladders, and chairs, for those of us who have never watched wrestling in our lives, that's what TLC stands for. You got tables, you got ladders, you got chairs. It's it's hard to compare to stuff like that, especially when the guys that innovated it are the ones that you're talking about as far as their matches are your favorite matches. Um, really hard to be like, oh, yeah, you know, Money in the Bank or anything like that. Like, you just think of, well, Hardy's and Edge and, and the Dudley Boys kind of already been there, did that. So, cage match for you guys? Oh, dude, if we're talking gimmick matches, triple cage match, okay? Put two more cages on top of that cage match. That's my favorite match of all time. If you want to talk about, like, gimmick matches, triple cage match all day. All day long. That was a WCW thing. Born and bred. One of my favorite things to watch. You know, in the movie Ready to Rumble. 
watching David Arquette screw DDP for some reason in WCW, the worst thing of all time. That's another story for another time. That's my favorite match of all time, gimmick wise. We need, we do need that back. We need it in a wrestling game too. I don't know if anybody plays wrestling games. I do, but we need that in a wrestling game. Um, but but as far as that goes, um, so we got that we got that covered. We only got three minutes left. Um, I want to kind of like touch up on some things real quick. So we're gonna go. There's my boy, guys. Look, everybody. Kenny is right here with us right now. Finally. See, I told you. Finally, finally. It's, you are watching the wrestling then with Rick and Kenny. Here is Kenny on, on the side of me. Hold on. We're going to do this. Boom. There's Kenny on the side of me right there. I told you he exists. I wasn't just talking <laughs> to myself this whole time. <laughs> we got, um, I guess, I guess what I want to talk about is, is, is why some people may have stopped watching wrestling. That's, that's, uh, something to me, um, is after the summer of punk with CM Punk, when that all went down and transpired, that's why I stopped watching wrestling. I, I, I got really into it. I was I was a huge fan. Um, I, I dedicated watching like CM Punk. Not all his matches at that time were great, but it was just how he carried the character, how he was able to fight against the establishment. Just shades of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, with Triple H becoming the COO and all that, and John Laurinaitis. It was just a beautiful culmination for the character of CM Punk, and it really allowed him to shine. And after that, I just I didn't have the heart in it anymore. Like after I watched him, the you know, dip from WWE and all that stuff transpired. I just couldn't get back into it. So, I mean, that for me, that me personally, that's why I stopped watching. Is there any reason otherwise that anybody would stop watching Kenny? No, no, no. Sometimes it, 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 it becomes stagnant and it becomes predictable. You know, I mean, I stopped watching it for a couple of months because it, it, it became predictable. You know? It's like you can't know what's gonna happen before you know it happens. That that's terrible. That is so terrible. You know, you can't predict. Oh, here comes a here comes a kick. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna fall over. You know, as long as it doesn't become too predictable, it'll always be great. I feel like it's hard too with like the age of the internet. You know, with dirt sheets and everything like that, oh, and yeah. uh, people can't really plan anything anymore without it getting out. Yep. And you've only seen a DDT so many times from so many people. Like, you know, it's not like you can, there's not a whole, there's a list of a thousand and one holds that you can do from Chris Jericho. But mm. how many times you see those, those same holds happen, it becomes a repetition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with Chris. It did peel back the curtain. That's yeah. absolutely. It did peel back the curtain, the curtain. Um, and yes, summer of punk that did happen to punk kind of peeled it back for us and kind of introduced us to that backstage world. Right. So, great theme song. Great now that we said <laughs> it, it is, and, and the fact you used it in Ring of Honor and used it in WWE, beautiful Chef's Kiss. Yes, yes. So, Kenny, I want you, I want you to close us out here because, guys, we're, we're we're coming to an end here on this. We appreciate you uh, being with us for the last half hour. Um, and Kenny, I want to ask you personally, as as a wrestling fan, a wrestling fan, I stopped watching. Why should we still watch, Kenny? Because it's just truly entertainment. You know, it's truly entertainment that and you can always count on Vince. OK, Vince is a genius. Cody is becoming a genius. You know, I mean, everything is going to line up. You know, I mean, it was a bad pandemic. Yes. But you can always count on wrestling to be exciting. Especially when they're willing to pre-record a, a WrestleMania event for you with AJ Styles and The Undertaker and make it look like <laughs> five stars, even though it took six hours to do so. Right. Yeah, yeah right. 
Well, we appreciate you guys coming out. This hopefully is one of many, many episodes of this. We got a lot to talk about and just so little time to do it. So <laughs> be prepared for the next episode. We do it every every other Thursday. We'll be at 7 p.m. every other Thursday. Thanks yeah. to Sports uh, Sports Unfolded. So we are live on Rhode Island Broadcasting, YouTube, and Sports Unfolded every other Thursday, 7 p.m. Again, we are The Wrestling Den with Kenny and Rick. Follow Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Unfolded if you want to if you want to come watch us talk trash and you know play up mm-hmm. a gimmick, right? Oh yeah, Late- oh yeah. Oh. We, we appreciate you guys coming out tonight and catching the first episode, one of many. Yes, one of many, one of many. Kenny, you got any uh, closing statements for us to, to to roll us out of here? Uh, let's go Usos. Let's go Usos. Uso. Ooh, so? Ooh, so? Ooh, so? By the way, I like the hand now. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming out. Again, we will be here in two weeks, so you better get prepared. All right? We, We will be back. Yes, we will. The glove.